Hello, and welcome to WellPod, the wellbeing podcast brought to you by Imperial College Healthcare NHS Trust. Make sure you subscribe to hear more of our mental health and wellbeing podcasts on the link below. Today, dietitian Chris Flatt will be talking about healthy eating in the workplace, as well as a quick and easy way to lose weight. My name's Chris Flatt, so I'm Chief Allied Health Professional at the organisation. But I'm also a dietitian and I'm here to tell you the quick and easy way to lose weight. Sorry, that's a really big lie. If it were that simple, we'd all be the way that we wanted to be and the nation would be facing an ever-increasing obesity problem. So what is obesity? Obesity is a medical condition described as excess body weight in the form of fat. When accumulated, this fat can lead to severe health impairments. Commonly, the body mass index, which takes into account your height and weight, is used to determine if someone is a healthy weight. Most adults body mass index of under 25 is healthy, 25 to 30 is overweight, and above 30 is obese. However, BMI is a very crude measure. It's not used on its own to diagnose obesity. Other factors such as gender, ethnicity, body composition, and age should all be taken into account. You can use a readily available NHS BMI calculator to check if yours is available online. So what causes obesity? Obesity is a complex condition influenced by many factors. These include the food and drink that make up your diet, activity levels, your DNA, other diseases or conditions, medications, mental health, sleep, weight stigma, poverty, or even your environment. In most cases, it will be a combination of many of these factors and not simply driven by eating too much and not exercising enough. So what's the best way to lose weight? Well, unfortunately, there are no magic solutions or quick fixes to lose and then maintain this WellPod will focus on improving your diet and increasing activity levels, and thus is general rather than tailored advice. When aiming to lose weight, it's important to have smart, realistic goals that are achievable. A bit like setting your PDR goals every year, they need to be smart. Small successes will boost confidence in your ability to lose weight. And losing anywhere between 0.5 and 2 pounds, or 0.5 to 1 kilo a week, is a safe and realistic target. It's important to point out that if you aren't a regular exerciser and start to see your activity level in the early stages, your weights may actually stay the same or may even go up a little if you begin to tone and build muscle. Don't be disheartened. Without significant effort, you won't continue to build Hulk-like muscles and your weight will eventually start to reduce. Measuring your waist circumference or clothes size is another really useful way to measure and help monitor your progress. So as I've said before, there is no quick fix. People who successfully lose weight and keep it off develop techniques to make their new lifestyle and activity an enjoyable way of life and also to make them lifelong. It's important to write down your reasons and motivations for wanting to lose weight and change your lifestyle. It's important you decide that it's the right time to do this and try to make these changes realistic and, and achievable in the long term. So if you think you're ready, here's some, some simple tips to help start your journey. Learn about your eating patterns by keeping a food and mood diary for a full week. Honestly, and I mean honestly, Record everything that you eat and drink, at what times and how you are feeling. By looking back over this, you'll be able to see how times, places, people and your mood affect both your food and your drinking time. Choose two or three realistic small changes that you can start with and write yourself an action plan with clear goals to follow. For example, I'll increase my fruit intake by doing this by having two different pieces of fruit each and every day. It might be small, but when successful, you can then move on to more changes or build on the ones that you've already established. Make a list of non-food related tasks that will distract you from thinking about eating to you to be fancy a treat or because you're bored. For example, reading a chapter of a book, tidying that drawer, or 
perhaps listening to one another of our fantastic role models. Ask for the right support. It could be a friend, a partner or a neighbour or a colleague at work. This not only keeps you inspired but helps you through tough times. And it's important to set yourself realistic goals. These need to be achievable and we know that success boosts confidence in your ability to lose weight. Don't expect to lose three stone in a month before you go off on a holiday or to run a marathon in under a month because that just simply won't happen. But we do know that losing just 5 to 10% of your body weight has massive health benefits, so it's a realistic target to aim for. But it's not just about your weight on the scales. Losing inches from your waist helps to lower the risk of conditions like type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure. But think about goals that are not just weight orientated. Think about something else that you'd like to achieve, such as being more active and playing with your children, or simply taking the stairs without getting out of breath. And as I've said, don't forget about activity. Diet and what you eat is just one part of the plan. Increasing your activity is equally important. Doing more every day not only helps burn more calories, but to help boost your mood and improves your long-term success. So small changes really will make a big difference in the long term. As you'll hear me say repeatedly, there are no quick fixes. People who successfully lose weight and keep it off stay realistic and develop techniques to make their new lifestyle and activity habits an enjoyable way of life. I'm going to talk about a little bit about a healthy eating plan, which might sound a bit boring, and there isn't a fantastic fad diet that you can follow, but as I've said before, these just simply don't work in the long term. It's important to plan ahead to ensure you have the right foods to hand at the right times. In the NHS, this can be really tricky to do, especially if working shifts. I, however, I do really like the old saying, if you fail to plan, then you should plan to fail. Ideally, take the food to work with you so that you don't grab what might either be available in the staff room or join in with the usual lunchtime delivery takeaway group. So start the day with a healthy breakfast. People who eat breakfast find it easier to control their weight and are slimmer than those who don't. Eat three regular balanced meals each day. Try to have meals at planned times during the day and only include snacks if you are physically hungry. Aim to eat more fruit and veg. Recommendations, as we know, are to include at least five different types of fruit and vegetable each day. And if you're worried about what, what's a portion size, just think about the size of your hand as being one portion. Half fill plates with vegetables and salads and divide the other half between meat and protein sources, the other half with starchy foods like potatoes, rice, bread or pasta. Choose foods and drinks that are low in fat and sugar and limit sweet, fatty and salty snacks. If you drink alcohol, make sure that you moderate this. Alcohol is extremely high in calories and easily dissolves your good intentions to eat healthy. Watch your portion sizes, especially now that we can start to go out again. Be careful with those lovely offers to supersize your takeaway meals at a low cost. Avoid eating at the same time as doing something else like watching a TV, because this can really easily cause you to overeat. Eat slowly, concentrate on, and really taste the food that you're putting in your mouth. This is really key when taking a break at work is difficult. You should all be supported to take adequate breaks. You can either sit down and enjoy your food, or go for a walk and take your time to eat, assuming you're lunch or supper. As I've said before, it's important not to diet. Diets are often extreme, strict, and nutritionally unbalanced, and dictate what you should and should resulting in you not sticking to them for very long. And finally, it takes time for your brain to know that your stomach is full, so try to wait at least 15 to 20 minutes before deciding you need more food, or you really need that sweet dessert after. I'm going to talk a little bit about activity now. So the WellPod from Faye on activity provides some great advice. Moving your body around means using up more calories than if you are sitting down. Remember that every little helps, and no one is asking you to go to a gym or to take up triathlons. Simply walking or using the stairs is Slowly build up on the amount of activity you can do so that it becomes part of your daily routine and not just a passing phase that you set up a goal that is just too unrealistic to achieve. 
People who do this are far more successful with long-term weight control practice. Look for easy ways to fit more movement into your day-to-day -day routine. For example, standing up when on the phone, visiting a toilet that's further away than your usual one, parking a bit further away from your destination, or taking the stairs or getting off the bus or the tube stop a little bit earlier. As I've said, set a SMART goal, which is achievable, such as the couch to 5k run, or simply being able to walk up to the top floors of the hospital is really sensible and achievable. Get involved in some of the various social groups on Twitter, for example, where there are lots of activity chat challenges, such as the We Active Nurses Group. There are a lot of so-called experts out there who will promote all manner of diets, supplements, exercise, training programs, and weight management plans. But be, met, be really careful who you follow and what advice you take, as many of these claims are unsubstantiated and simply untrue. As well as often costing a lot of money, they can taken to extreme, they can actually cause harm. A really simple message is to trust a dietitian to know about nutrition. The British Dietetic Association website has lots of useful resources that are free to view, lots of fact sheets to download. Please visit their website at www.eda.com. I'd like to thank you for listening and wish you good luck with achieving your own SMART goals for your diet and activity. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you want to hear more of our mental health and well-being podcast, you can listen to the rest of the series on the link below.